been dealing with a lot of clients separately and I've been dealing with a lot of team members within our program and we have different vantage points because of who we work with uh, day in and day out. And I thought I had a few questions for you since I haven't seen you in a little bit. Yeah. The first one is that, okay, so I remember initially learning from you first that in big, um, higher stakes decision-making things that feel complex and maybe tense, a good, um, leadership idea to, to hold, keep in mind is to build upon where you do agree first. Yeah, totally. Um, so the thing is in, in kind of higher stakes decision-making, um, people are, uh, automatically kind of jumping ahead to the part that they, either, you know, want or don't want their, their thinking, um, all the way forward to like, well, I have to make sure that I say no to this or that, you know, that, that this part gets heard and that can have everybody sort of jump to the conflict point right away. Oh yeah. And that's natural because it is high stakes. Like we, you know, we are thinking, uh, for example, let's say, um, we want to try to fit in uh, a whole new big uh, product launch or, you know, put in whole, make, uh, do a whole new revenue project before the end of the year. And you, we only got a couple months to do it. So let's, let's say that we're trying to make a decision about that. Okay. So in that kind of case, <laughs> as humans, we are automatically thinking about the failure points of like, you know, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work because of this, or, you know, I would have to have, you know, $10 million to really make that happen. You know, kind of exaggerating here, but yeah. And Annie, in my team member seat, I often think I immediately just hear everything I have to do. Yes. Right. So if you were to say, Heather, we have to do a whole new product before the end of the year, which is actually way sooner than one might realize right. in it is. August. Right. But it's, it yeah. is soon. So as soon as you say that, like something tightens up inside of me and my brain starts assigning all the work to me. Yes. And I know what I already have on my plate, right? So I'm like, yeah. Annie just assigned me a thousand things to do Yes. by January. And my self-protection is like way like, you know, and that's, yeah. I think what makes it be like, well, I have to put my boundary clearly in there first. Exactly. Right. So I'm not yeah. going to talk to you about the new product anymore. Yeah, exactly. I'm not really exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, like I could feel, yeah, I could feel the Annie steamroller going. And so I'm going to put it up right away. Totally. It's so natural. Yeah. And the, um, the problem with it is, is that it, you know, before you can even have a discussion about anything about what's involved, about, what we might be able to do about when we might be able to do it if we're not going to do it this year. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we'd want to talk about um, that we don't even get to that. We just start in a conflict of, you know, somebody's resisting and somebody's pushing. And now we're in a, a power struggle. Now we're in a power struggle. Now it's like a, you know, a game of chicken. Like who, <laughs> who holds up? <laughs> who caves? And, and we so don't want that. So, uh, one of the best techniques is to really back up is to basically say, Hey, look, we haven't made a decision. Okay. Like let's take the, the actual 
a concrete decision part off the table because we don't even know everything that's involved yet. Let's just let's just start in the place of do we agree that we'd like a new product? Okay. And lots of times that's a yes. Because usually the conflict is about timing, right? Or could be about what's, you know, what type of product or something like that. But you know, most, you know, most, most people in business are in business to, to do cool things and they want to do that stuff. So if we start there, then we can start talking about, okay, great. So we want a new product. So let's talk about what that might look like. And we may find that we kind of agree on that. And then we can talk about, well, you know, ideally what would be involved? If we didn't have any constraints, there were no timing, what, ideally what might be involved? And we might have a very similar vision of the new thing. And then when we start to talk about timing, resources, specifics, now we have a base to work from. Because now, we, we're, now we're not arguing about if we're going to do a new product, now we're really arguing about or talking about discussing, trying to figure out when, how, you know, kind of how much, like what, what is it, what are the specifics going to really look like? It's so much easier. Sorry, Annie. I was just thinking that like in that description, you naturally know a lot about psychological safety. Yeah. And what I hear in that is like setting the safety of a, a safe container, a safe place, like having a meeting where we're clear up front. Yeah. This is a brainstorming, like a creative yeah. brainstorming. Anything we talk about here does not mean we actually have to do it. Right. right. We have to kind of lay out those parameters, you know, and when you're telling, when you were telling that example, I know that you provide a ton of psychological safety. And so in what you were yeah. saying, as soon as you ask, like you set those parameters in how you spoke about it, yeah. um, but then you were like, okay, so tell, tell me what it really involves. Yeah. I know as a team member, yes. I'm gonna start to breathe again there yeah. because now I can tell you, oh, well, that actually involves a lot of video editing yes. and graphic design and, our graphic designer is busy on the other product. Yeah. And um, it also involves me perhaps writing a lot of copy or doing a lot of coaching calls, whatever the case may be. Yeah. But now I feel in that safe container that we can actually talk about the real things and that we might yeah. actually make a realistic plan. Because I think as team members, we first protect ourselves from burning out, especially when... Yeah. I just think it's the nature of entrepreneurial companies that we're doing as much as we possibly can with the resources we have. Yes. So team members do get on high alert about that. So totally. any other tips and tricks around that for psychological safety and how CEOs can yeah. add more in? Yes. Yes. Um, that inviting uh, people to really speak and knowing, uh, you know, making sure that as a CEO, you're acknowledging that you hear them like that team members need a voice. They don't, they, they, they need a voice and they need it to be considered. The problem is when, um, team members feel like, you know, my CEO made this big decision without listening to the parts that, you know, were important to me and not just important to me that we're going to really impact the project in a big way. 
And I think one of the things team members are um, um, really fearful of, in addition to burning out, is doing poor quality work. Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody, nobody wants, everybody's kind of been through something that you threw together and you put it out there and didn't go all that well and customers complained and your boss was mad and, you know, and, and, and those times are really painful and, and nobody wants to go back to that. Nobody wants to experience that. So they want to be heard and considered. And one of the best ways to do that is to raise um, ideas tentatively, really with that part of like, before we make final decisions, I'm going to hear everybody's voice. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to hear what their concerns are. What's what they really think is involved here. And, um, and when you're the CEO and you have the final decision-making authority, that's really the smart way to go. Because at the end of the day, you can, you know, you can make people do it and not have heard anything that they have to say. (laughs) Now, now they're going to be upset and it'll probably turn out badly. Or you can put it forward tentatively, talk it through, maybe adjust a few things that you that you are willing to do differently, but having a much better understanding of how it would turn out better. And you ultimately decide to do it to do it then. Like pretty much same, you know, you're going to make the same decision, just how you do it is going to lead to infinitely different results, infinitely. And I think too the um, uh, something that that I, I really want CEOs and leaders, all leaders, to really think about is um, the more um, uh, autocratic decisions you make, and and you know autocratic meaning um, you just decide. You don't you don't you don't search for the, the, the voices, the input, the detail, you don't allow any influence. I guess I would say it that way. Cause that's what team members come with, with all kinds of facts and figures and perspectives. And you, 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 you need to be willing to be influenced by that. And that doesn't mean that you're a pushover, but it means you're willing to be influenced. If you're not, if you're a leader and you're not willing to be influenced, you will not keep your team members. Mm-hmm. Your best team members at some point will go somewhere where their voice matters. Yeah. And Annie, I just wanted to add, sometimes that sounds like, um, well, I told them, but it's their company. They're going to do what they want. And, you know, it sounds that way. Yeah. In, and then yeah. we get a resignation and I mean, they can be resigned and still work inside of your company. Right. Right. Which isn't quiet quitters, right? <laughs> Yeah, all the quiet quitting that people are upset about, yeah. right? It's like, well, this is why that happens. It, it happens yeah. because people get the sense that, you know, more broadly put, you don't actually care about my professional right. opinion and you don't actually right. care how this goes for me. And you have to care to keep good team. You do. You absolutely do. Because your best team members are your good team members they are thinking about the outcomes they do want to really achieve something they're not there to just phone it in and do a few tasks and you know take direction from you and so um you know so uh the more you tell people exactly what to do and how to do it the less thinking that they're gonna you know be contributing to that picture and 
the more they're going to crave to work somewhere that does care about them. Yeah. 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 I, I, it's a big thing. I had another coaching scenario that I know made me like, go like, Oh yeah. Build upon where you agree. Okay. So yeah. I had two, two leaders in the same company, um, struggling with, um, you know, a problem in advance, anticipating a problem and being upset about that. Right. And the truth was, um, it hadn't happened yet. So there was just fear and concern and worry and upset and self-protection on all sides. And they were kind of getting stuck in arguing about the specifics around the scenario. But the truth was that they both agreed that this is an important issue that we would need to resolve. Like, it's not acceptable. We would address it and resolve it. But they were stuck arguing about the parameter details. Like I think about it, we talk about our our GAPA script in our year-long program, which is the one that leaders are supposed to use all day, every day to navigate change, right? And we talk about how the first gap that rises to the surface isn't necessarily the issue that needs to be solved, right? And I had a really clear, kind of cool example happen in front of my eyes where these two leaders were in a big disagreement with one another about details that actually literally didn't matter. The agreement was there for like, oh no, this big issue is an issue and we would have to resolve it. And we would resolve it in a way where, no, you're not supposed to work extra hours and do all of this. We would resolve it in ways that like, we both care how this goes for you and all of that. And, but they couldn't see the agreement. So actually my role as coach was sort of like, oh, look, you guys, you, you agree right here. And this is the core issue and you agree right here. The rest of it's going to fall away. It's actually, and in this case, the rest of it didn't even come to pass, right? But we get worried because of how our our self-protection system, our amygdala works, that we're stuck arguing and worrying about things we don't have to worry about while we agree right here. So building upon or even looking for that agreement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and yeah, a handy thing is to, you know, when you want to look where you agree, just start with the outcome. Cause probably you agree on that, you know, whatever the highest level outcome is, you probably agree on. Um, you know, I, um, I noticed that when that happens to me, which, oh my gosh, it did, you know, we're humans. <laughs> um, I think of it as like, um, we, we are often arguing about, how we got to our uh, viewpoint, like how we got here, yeah, right? And not we're not really arguing about what we would need to do to fix it. So it's like, you know, if we're missing a timeline, it's like I might be saying, well, we're missing this timeline because the people I was working with, you know, didn't have enough resources and we got incorrect information and whatnot. And the other person's like, no, we gave you the correct information. You, you got, you got good stuff and you had plenty of resources. The reason we're missing it is because of, you know, X, Y, Z that we're, we're arguing about how we got here. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that, um, that it's, it's human nature in that moment we're in self-protection, right? Cause we have to deal with the problem. We have to deal with the gap. And so in that moment, our, our, you know, our, 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 our uh, reaction is like, well, I don't want anybody thinking badly of me. 
how, you know, that it's like that comes first before we could even talk about a solution. That's how like we, we, we tend to feel it, but the, the opposite is true because no one cares how we got here. Once we start talking about solutions, literally <laughs> like every time, yeah, no one cares. And all of those situations are, have a million factors that, you know, is where it is. So the quicker we can get to just acceptance of where we are, the better. And the way to do that is just by, you know, starting to talk about what would we do from here? Do we agree that this is a problem with a big impact and what might we do to solve it? I love that. That's so awesome, Annie. I love, um, we're arguing about how we got here and my big leadership takeaway would be don't argue about how you got here, get solution focused together, right? And that's one of the things I know that I coach um, and, and learned uh, as a coach is bring solutions forward, right? Like that is true leadership in an entrepreneurial business is the responsibility to not just bring a problem forward, but bring the solution. And if you haven't found a solution, then you're bringing all the ways that you've looked for a solution. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of what you've thought of, how you're looking at this, what you're, yeah, what you're, you know, what you're thinking about for uh, a direction, you know, any of that, It, but it needs to be, you know, forward moving, like from here, here's how I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating. As human beings, we tend to very quickly jump to, you know, how'd you get here? Hmm. And um, and uh, and I the other thing I notice is that um, it really helps when when you have developed some high trust relationships because often you can cut through that because you trust each other that like you know it's like I know my teammate produces really good work. I have, you know, experience with them maybe for years and years of like, they do great. If something didn't go well, I'm pretty sure that it's not because they suddenly become lazy, dumb, um, you know, don't care about the work anymore. I'm pretty sure that there's a good reason and that I don't have to get in there and nitpick about, you know, like, what, how did this happen? Why are you here right now? It's, it's, it's like the thing of like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty positive that something unexpected went down and, and, you know, 99% of the time it is that. Yeah. And, that, and that's why we, if we focus on, I know we focus on building a positive leadership reputation, right? That, yes. that puts goodwill in the bank for yes. challenging times because it's not that misunderstandings won't happen or deadlines won't get missed or negative impacts yes. won't happen. Like I think about it as we're on teams together, we're trying to do a lot with limited resources. And even on our best day, we bump up against each other. And it's totally. like that goodwill in the bank, the leadership reputation allows us to keep remembering like, yeah. Oh no, that's not who Heather really is. She has no positive, uh, no negative <laughs> uh, intention yeah. towards yeah. me. Something else must have happened. And if we can exactly. have that curiosity or that, that opens the gateway right away for not going 
to a totally negative path and being able to be solution focused with the person and curious, like, Hey, what's happening? Cause maybe there is an issue and maybe there's something that you could even help with. Absolutely. I had one more Annie, uh, yeah. ism takeaway yeah. from that. I yeah, yeah. like, cause I heard you say earlier too, when we, when we disagree, it's often good to go back to the bigger outcome. You know, in, yes. in my language, I think, I think of it, I've been saying it like sort of zoom out the camera a bit, right? Like maybe we're looking yeah. closely, but if we zoom out totally. like a little aerial view, totally. right? And in business, that means if we zoom out and we connect to uh, maybe the mission, the transformation we're here to provide in the business, which does inform why I work at this company versus that company, um, the bigger business outcomes, like, oh no, we definitely want to hit that revenue goal this year. Like I'm, I'm fully on board for that. I'm working really hard for that too. So if we zoom out, far enough, we can help each other find that outcome, that big outcome where we actually do have the same goal we are going for. Absolutely. And when we zoom out, we're also able to see so many more possible paths or possible solutions. And, and when we're zoomed in, it's like, you know, I might think of it as like, um, uh, you know, you're, you're driving along and, um, you, you run into, uh, you know, a fallen tree. It's just like completely blocking the road. You cannot get through. And, um, and in that moment, if you're fixed on like, okay, we have to move the tree. We have to get through the tree. How can we move the tree? How can we cut up the tree? But if you zoom out, it may be like, well, we could just backtrack a tiny bit and do this other way. Yeah. (laughs) It's really like being able to, um, back up your perspective so you can just remember the bigger picture of what are we doing here and there isn't there chances are there's not only one way to get there mm. and and we can get super fixated on that one way yeah i think the other thing too that i is uh interesting about business that i i feel like we have a better perspective for sports than for business is um in sports we expect human error Right. We expect it. There's no, there's no professional tennis game, basketball game, football game. These are pros. They still make mistakes. Human errors, unforced errors happens all the time. And, and, you know, I mean, even uh, in baseball, what? You don't even have to hit 50. You don't even have to achieve 50% to be an outstanding batter. (laughs) So... So, um, in business though, we tend to think of it as like no mistakes love, no human error love. And if somebody messes up, um, that must mean that they're messing up everywhere. It's like, no, we have to kind of build in a bit of human error that is, uh, has to be allowed. And, and the thing about sports is like, people have to do it, um, uh, visibly can't hide your mistake. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was interesting. You know, you're watching a basketball game. You may be a big fan and upset by the human error, but you're seeing all the human effort and all of that. And when we're on a team, we don't necessarily see that, especially, you know, these days there's a lot of companies that work remotely. 
they they used to have other factors that they would know because if we're in the office we can see and feel oh this area is having a lot of stress today or this or that happened and we don't have those touch points we may have meetings or whatever but you know we're missing some of that information and even if we did have it there would still be the parts where like it's not as visible as the basketball game, right? Because it's in our totally. plan and our project management software, totally. our other messages and our email inbox. And so people don't really know what's fully going on. You know? right. It's true. And so we do have to hold more, um, uh, well, a lot of compassion and just more um, uh, confidence that, you know, that, we have the humans who are committed to doing good work and you know and that um as long as we are getting enough reporting that we you know we're gonna have to remember that we can't see it all it's like we get to find out um you know if baskets got made you know if we made some points but if a point got missed we don't get to see all the 10 million moves that happened before that yeah so we don't get to see that like the other, you know, and if it were basketball, that the other team had an incredible steal that happens rarely. We don't get to see that, you know, we we played the 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 technique perfectly and then somebody got fouled. You know, we don't we don't get to see those parts. So yeah, we have to hold some more um uh I know there's another word for it, I'm missing some more like, you know, just positive um Positive and assuming positive intent. Yes. Talk about yes. Positive intent. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Annie. This has been, um, well, I, I love talking about leadership with you, but I think, um, you know, the people that get to see this will, um, have some good takeaways as well. So thank you. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Thanks. To learn more about this episode's topic, pick up a copy of my book, The People Part, at your favorite book retailer or at Annie.